Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another great episode of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Joe Jennings, here with Brandon Harewood. Michael Tilly has some big boy duties to handle. So how you doing, Brandon? Yeah, doing good, man. Another week. Yes, let's another week, another dollar. Let's get better. Yes, let's get more listeners, more support. Let's grind. Everybody's listening. Thank you. Hopefully we can get a good episode for you guys today, man. It was uh, quite the trade deadline. Let's just at least say that. Uh, we actually, you know what? We can go through every single one of these. The ones that are not as important, we'll just tap in and, and not do a big synopsis. So, so we're going to go ahead and jump into writing the news and entries for you guys. You guys know how we like to do our second episode of the week. As always, we're going to give you our start to the weeks, our sits of the weeks, prices right or wrong, and lock bets. So, you know, we can just jump right into it because at this point, there is a lot of news to discuss from what happened yesterday alone. Forget what just happened since Sunday. I think yesterday was more important than the actual football Sunday itself. So, um, yeah. DeAndre Swift has did not practice today, ankle or shoulder. This is the exact quote from head coach Dan. Ke- you know what? Before I even get upset, because I'm a DeAndre Swift owner, I'm not sure what this means. Yeah, he probably gave Swift one too many carries. He's not back, so maybe give one of, another one of those carries to Jamal. What the hell does that mean? We mean he's not back. The man was active. And what do you mean? Maybe give another one of those carries to Jamal? I mean maybe. What does that mean? Like. You know what? I'm not going to get mad at Swift, but at this point, Buddy basically hasn't played in five weeks. Is he ready or not? Was it an ankle sprain? What was the original, like, injury? I believe it was an ankle sprain, if that is correct. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, bro. It's giving me those Jonathan Taylor vibes. It's like, why even play him if there was any thought in y'all mind, okay, he might not be ready. And, and and I get, like, at the same time, you're like, well, if he says he's ready, then we're going to play him. But this is that was just a disaster in general. Even though Swift – that was the only thing in a sweep, saving Swift on this day he scored a touchdown early. If he did not somehow score that touchdown early, all of us – let's just say we have not been in good position. I'll leave it at that. So, I, man, what do you do with Swift at this point? I don't know because it seems like he re-aggravated something. It doesn't seem like this is a – fresh injury. It just seemed like he played too early. So I'm not even sure if he's playing this week. He already didn't practice the first two days of the week. So I don't, yeah. Um, Would you go by Jamal Williams? Assuming this will be like a season long type of thing you're going to deal with? or At this point, if you're a Swift owner and you want to keep Swift, you have to have Williams. Like It's a headache, but you have to have both. There's just no way it's going to work if you don't. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me going into this week. You missed your chance to trade him. I'm just going to be honest. Do you think it's a – I was going to ask, though. Do you think it's a buy low opportunity? Like, do you think he'll eventually get healthy? I mean, we're already in week nine. I mean, the playoffs start in a month, basically, for the average – basically, a month, basically six weeks. The average person, your playoff starts in five to six weeks. So, if you think he's going to be ready in five to six weeks, he's going to be a go, then go ahead. But you also need to be in a position where you can afford to maybe lose a game or two for which you're going to have to trade to get him. Yeah. So – that's how I'm looking at it, man. But uh, Cooper Cup has did not practice today as well. I guess he received an injury at the end of their game, well, this past week. I forgot exactly who the Rams were playing. Hmm? They were playing – they played the 49ers this past week. And his injury – it was an ankle injury as well. I see Cup doesn't have structural damage in his ankle, but the team will hold him out on Wednesday as a precaution. 
So this sounds more like uh, there's probably some pain there. He's a human being. He's hurt. There's some pain there. But we're, when the game time comes, he's probably still going to play. I'll, yeah. I guess I want to focus. I'm hoping he's 100%. That's my only issue. The I problem, hope they're not throwing him out here like I'll, they I'll threw. Have this role, man. Once the NFL season starts, once the season starts in any sport, no player is ever 100% again. I mean, that's true. That's always been my rule. Like, and I know what you mean. Like, I know what you mean by when you say 100%. It's like, I don't think any player is ever more than 95% healthy throughout the season. Like, and that's the best of the best is it might, might be 95% healthy. So, I mean, it's just a tough thing. But, you know, keep an eye on that if you're a cup owner. I, it should, for the most part, seem to be fine. I mean, yeah, Jeff Wilson has been traded to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is awkward. Just trying to get the same backfield back, or I'm not quite understanding. I guess so, but it's weird to me because I feel like these two guys are pretty similar, like in in terms of playing style. So like the 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 difference is is like Jeff Wilson's a little bit younger. I think about like three years or so. Do you feel like there's any possibility he could eventually take over the backfield, or what do you think is about to happen? Honestly, you think he's going to split work, or do you think he's just a reserve guy? Um, he's probably gonna split a little bit of work. Um, I don't think he's a reserve guy. A little bit of work because if they were that confident. They already had a plethora of backs. They had no reason to get one if they didn't think they wanted. That's true. Yeah, like they had a plethora of backs. Like so, I'm assuming it's just a dub for Sonny Michelle at this point. Um, yeah, and not Sonny. Well, and um, what's his name? Chase Edmonds. I assume is also not looking good for him either. So, if you're a Jeff Wilson owner, just hang on because it might be your week one of these weeks. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Mr. Chase Claypool. Yeah, man. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sad, sad to see him go, man. How are we feeling now that Claypool's out of Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad because, we. I mean, we know the type of talent he has. Um, I guess he just didn't feel like he could reach his full potential. Or I guess we didn't feel like we could make him reach his full potential in our offense. But hey, he's a really talented player. And he... Do you think he has potential to compete for number one spot in 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 Chicago? Worst a, worst case, there could be one A one B. So yes, yeah, yeah, like he's like, very talented. No, when I tell you, I actually looked up at that. I was like, hold up. I'm like, that could be something. Yeah. I'm like, it might not be great, but he's a clear upgrade over everything they had outside of Mooney now for a while. Yeah, and Claypool's actually decently healthy right now, so. Mm-hmm. As a Bears fan, you cannot look at that with that type of talent and not be like, bro, he could end up being one of the better receivers in football if given the right opportunities. Yeah. There's not – you cannot point out ten more talented guys than Chase Claypool. You might not even to count five. If you look at height, speed, like attribute, everything all combined, there's not that many people ahead of Chase Claypool when it comes from a physical standpoint. So just about him putting it together from a consistency standpoint and can we get the Bears a better line. Do you think this is an upgrade for Justin Fields? Or is this like yeah. a wait and see? No, this is definitely an upgrade. Like, and Claypool, I feel like – I don't feel like he's actually moving from that to that much better of an offense, honestly. Like, even though the Bears have been bad, their offense really cannot have be any worse than what Charles is, to be honest. So, this, I feel like this is a year where it's like they're going to give him all the shots they're going to give him down the back half of the season. They have nothing to lose. Yeah, it gave a second rounder for him. So they value him pretty high. I yeah. mean, not to be like funny, but like, no offense. I thought Claypool was made for like maybe a third or fourth rounder, maybe. Um, 
So I'm just looking at it like, yeah, the fact they give up a second rounder must mean they look at him as a wide receiver one or like a yeah. So that's why difference I'm maker. So yeah, um, we're going into our next piece of news. Six twenty one. Um, T.J. Hawkinson has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings in the division trade, which rarely happens, man. Yeah. Where are we? Are you? Is this? It doesn't do a lot for me. Titans are just so hard for me to get high on. Like, it doesn't do a lot for me. Of course, he's in a way better situation as a team. But offensively-wise, is, is he really any better? The Lions have been one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, I don't think he's that much better. And I feel like he's probably going to have to compete for a little bit more targets than he had to with the Lions, especially with DeAndre Swift being out recently and Amon St. Brown. So I don't see this as an automatic um, just upgrade for him fantasy-wise. But who knows? I mean, they traded for him for a reason. Um, so they may try to really get him involved um, early on. But I don't know. Um, this is kind of just a wait and see and see how they utilize him and how quickly he, like, picks up the playbook and everything. Yeah, that's a big thing for me when guys transition, how quickly they pick up the playbook. I would expect Hawkinson to definitely at least be playing. I assume, I he got traded early enough in the week. He's been an NFL pro for a couple of years now. He should be ready by Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Hawkinson owners, hold on. If you don't have them, don't go get them. I'm not advising that either. So I would just stand still. Um, Naheem Hines to Buffalo. Where does this is? And, and also, they did move. Um, who did they move? Which running back did Buffalo? Moss? Zach Moss. Zach Moss went to the Colts. I believe it was like a Zach Moss for. Um, that just doesn't make sense. I think some picks were involved as well. Let, let me double check on that. Let me let me fact check that before. Yeah, I... Okay, I'll keep talking. You do that. That doesn't make any sense. Like if you're looking at a perspective, you trade a more all-around running back, even though Hines could probably give you like five to six catches a game and still give you eight to ten carries. So he can give you about 15, 13 to fifteen touches a game. He's way more explosive. Knows the system better. And you trade him for a stubby version of Jonathan Taylor? Or like this, like nope, like yeah. no, Zach Moss. He's a good pass but like, obviously, I'm joking, but I just don't get the point of that. Like, yeah, it says um, the Buffalo Bills acquired running back Naeem Hines from the Indian- Indianapolis Colts on Tuesday in exchange for running back Zach Moss and a sixth rounder, and a fifth rounder in 2023. So, hey, guess they really value Zach, uh, Naeem Hines. I feel like this is an upgrade for Deion Jackson. In case Jonathan Taylor is still hurt, because it seems like he's not going to practice this week. Um, so Deion Jackson, I feel like, is a really big ad right now. Look better in his one game than Jonathan Taylor has in all his games combined. This may have it might have to do with what happened with Naeem Hines, because shoot, when Deion Jackson played, I can't remember how many receptions he had. He had like twelve kids or like ten catches. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling that up right now. Yeah, ten catches, ten for ten. So hey, I guess Deion Jackson's next man up. And then I guess Zach Moss is third string. Guess we're gonna have to wait and see with that also. So I mean, what does this do for Naeem Hines, or what does this do for Singletary, or anybody? I was about to bills? say I don't view them any differently. Really, it's about the same because James. Yeah. I mean, James Pick is still there, so I won't look too much into it. If you're a Hines owner, keep him. If you're not a Hines owner, grab him if you have the room. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, my last piece of news, and this is probably more relevant to Dynasty, but um, relevant or not. Calvin Ridley has been traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
the Giants gonna have one of the most explosive offenses in football next year if like everything ends up because they're not done. Like they still have the draft, they still have the offseason. So they're gonna so they already have Christian Kirk locked up. They're gonna have Calvin Ridley locked up. Evan Ingram's actually played better than not this year. He's been pretty good. Yes, and you're going to have Travis Etienne. You have your quarterback of the future. The O-line looks pretty solid. It could be a little better, but it still looks pretty damn good. I don't know. I, I just think it was a great ad, in my opinion. Like, you really added a true number one receiver. And now, Kirk, truthfully to me, could be what he is, and which is a good number two. He's not a number one. I've never felt he's been a true number one. Yeah. So, he's your own. But, yeah, you have Calvin Ridley. Um I have him in my dynasty league, so you know, I guess I kind of see what wait to see what happens with that. You know, it was, it was at least exciting for me. I was more excited to see he was in Jacksonville and he's not staying in Atlanta. There's just too many heads to feed in Atlanta. He could be more of a alpha in Jacksonville, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to mean it's going to be a proving year for Trevor Lawrence next year. He's going to have all the weapons he needs, and I feel like a lot of pressure is going to be on him, honestly. Yeah, guys, so that's all for injury and news that we have for this week. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our starts of the week. And we'll, as usual, you know, we'll go ahead and get into Tilly's, especially since he's not here. Uh, talk about his a little first. And Tilly's start of the week is Mr. Kenneth Walker, who is now RB22 on the season. Um, yeah. So he's looking pretty good, man. I'm so uh, a good track. He's playing Arizona this week, who's really bad against running back, to be honest with you. So, I mean, he's gotten 21, 23, 18 carries. And even against a, a Giants defense who's been pretty good, um, he still put up 18 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And his touchdown run was one of the best of the weekend, if you saw it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, literally. Beast mode. This kid has so much talent. I'm sorry. Penny Penny just never going to be a Seahawk again. This kid has so much talent, bro. It is ridiculous. Like, is he the definition of J.K. Dobbins of the world and the – um? Javante Williams, like he might be around two pick by the end of the year. Oh yeah, going in. Bro, he's he looks great. He looks amazing. And I mean, the crazy thing about him, I'm looking at his stats. Ever since he took over the backfield, he scored in every single game. He's already played Arizona before in Week Six, and in that game, he had 21 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty safe play this week, and he has a ton of upside. I love the Walker play. Arizona's not good. To me, they're not, especially when it comes to running balls, they're definitely not good. Yeah. I love the start of the week. But uh, I guess we went to true a running back. So, uh, Brie, will you keep yours going? Yeah. Uh, mine is Josh Jacobs. And I and I know, like, the, the Raiders look pretty – look really bad last week um, against New Orleans. Um, but they're playing Jacksonville this week. It's a really good matchup for Josh Jacobs. I think it's just a, a, a big bounce-back week for the Raiders in general. And I think they're just going to lean on – um, Josh Jacobs in his game. So hopefully he can get back to his old self. I mean, we look at the, the three weeks before last week, he had 143 rushing yards, 154, 144. Let's get back to that, Raiders. How about we do that and not give him 10 carries like he did this past week? So I don't that, remember, like, how, how much was on him and how much was on. I think it was a game script. Game script. Yeah. They really just couldn't get anything going. But I like it. I mean, right now, Josh Jacobs is the RB6 and half point PPR. The, Jag- the Jaguars are the 20 he- – sorry, they are ranked 27th against running back in terms of 27th worst. This is his second easiest matchup of the whole season. Like, right, come on. Let's do it. Come on, man. Like, and they're on the road. The one thing I'm, I'm a big believer in, when you're on the road, you need to get a run game going. Like, unless your offense is predicated strictly around passing, you have to get some running game going when you're on the road. It's going to be hard with no running game. 
So I like the position here. Honestly, I'm going to tell you now, for my betting-wise, I wouldn't be surprised if I took Jacobs for two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, this is the way I'm kind of looking at it. But, uh, yeah, I love the start of the week. I'm going to go ahead and get into mine a little bit then. Um, And mine would be Mr. Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. At this point, man, he's been good. He's been consistent. It's not really much you can say. It's not like you're sitting here getting 20-point, 50-point weeks from Miles Sanders. But what what more can you really ask for, man? He's RB 17.5-point PPR. He's literally playing the Texans who rank number 32 out of 32 against running back. Yeah. If this one the week that Miles Sanders can get 110 and two touchdowns, I just think Miles Sanders scores again. I can't believe I'm saying even without scoring last year, I think Miles Sanders scores three straight weeks in a row. I'm pretty sure he'll score this week. Yeah. Even Jalen Hurts meantime time touchdown, but Houston sucks against running back, man. Oh my God, it is so bad. And it, it's not just because of what Derrick Henry did. It's, if you look at every single week, they cannot stop anybody running the ball. Like even against the pass, against the pass, they're not terrible. But against the run, they are dead last. Like, they're absolutely terrible. I just don't understand how this is not a smash play for somebody. Miles Sanders, should, he, he might just be your – he should be your RB1 on your team for this week, like in terms of best matchup. But I am not going to be surprised whatsoever if he ends up top five this week. Like He, 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 he might be a two-touchdown guy too. So, yeah, he might be a two-touchdown guy, to be honest with you, which rarely happens for him. But it actually is very possible. So – I like the upside there. They continuously are still giving him a good snap share, a good carry, good and consistent carries. So, I mean, don't fix it if it ain't broke. If you got Miles Sanders, don't take him out the lineup, man. It's, it should be a smash hit for you. Assuming he does what he's supposed to do, you should be good. You know what I mean? So, we can go ahead and get into our sits of the week. And we can go ahead with yours first. Brandon. Yeah, mine is <laughs> – it's tough to say this, but mine is the Chiefs running backs. And honestly, I mean, we start off the season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was really hot. I think he was in the top five for, I think, at least within the first three weeks or so. But it's been shaky um, over the last three weeks. Um, so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has had five points, 3.3 points, and had nine points this past week. And really, he only had nine points because he scored a touchdown, which is a saving grace, I feel like, every single week. But last week, um, news came out that um, Pacheco – is now named the starter moving forward. And so last week, Pacheco had eight carries for 43 yards. It's, I mean, it's just a messy situation, in my opinion, where I feel like they're really splitting work evenly between three guys, and each guy's getting like eight carries, probably like 10 touches each. And you're praying for a touchdown. I mean, not saying it can't happen, and I could be completely wrong, and Clyde could have three touchdowns, but I don't know. I. I just don't know what to predict for his his points this week, so I don't know if you, if you have another option. I would if you have maybe a receiver that may give you a higher ceiling or a higher floor. I would probably put them in over Clyde. So you think Clyde is just done for the year in terms of like did he not reach where he was at the first couple of weeks? I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. I, it's hard to really gauge his usage, but like he keeps getting nine carries, and it's just like, can we get a fifteen carry game? I know, I mean, I know that's probably asking for a lot on the Chiefs, but like, come on, like, can we get over double digits? And it's happened once, and he had nineteen carries. Every week, I'll take this. 
Just give me 12 carries, two or three catches. I'll take 14 to 16 touches, and I'll be happy with that. These are his rush attempts this entire season. 7, 8, 7, 19, 9, 9, 6. Like, what happened in that 19 game? I'm so upset. Like, what? what? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I just don't. You can start him, but I just don't. I'm not. These days, I'm not starting him with confidence. That's just how it is. And who knows if Pacheco. I mean, the Pacheco news didn't really matter much last week. But, hey, who knows what they're going to do going forward. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and to, and to make it better, ten, make it worse. Tennessee is number top five against running back, so I don't really. This is not a great matchup. Carries are not really there, and he's a guy I hope you sold high on, honestly. Like, because if you didn't, yeah. And I feel like a dummy because I was trying to buy high one time on them, and like somebody really declined me for offer. Did I feel like they would have not gonna say who in our league? But they probably would have <laughs> had the offer now. Um, but yeah, I don't like it either. Please sit, Claude. Don't sit any Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs running backs until we figure out something. Uh, yeah. But um, we can go to Tilly's sit of the week, and his sit of the week is Mr. Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. We talked about this on the phone, or it might have been other – oh, it was on last episode. Yeah. It was at least spread between like 30, 30, 30, the snap percentage. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure what's happening. And on top of that, he has a bad matchup against Minnesota, who's top 10 against running back. I – what do you what do you do, man? Because I'm confused. They just went from 17 carries, 20 carries to eight. Did, did something happen? And that was a good matchup he had. Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember what the score to that game was? Oh, they only won 17. They won 17 to 16. So I can't, I can't even say his game script. Yeah, I was about to say there was no game script in that. Yeah, I just I. What I can say is that when. Gibson gets on the field and gets the ball compared to when Brian Robinson touches the ball. It looks a lot better when Gibson gets it. And for some reason, they have a a fetish with um, McKissick as well. So I don't know where Robinson kind of fits in. It seems like they're forcing him in with, I mean, he did get, like you said, 17, 20 carries. It's just the two weeks before, right before this past week. So it's like, I don't know how many carries he's about to get now. I don't know what exactly happened in the last week or so. That's what it was, yeah. Like, which is quite confusing to me. So, um, it's a bad matchup. I don't know what the split share. I mean, snap share will be. I, I honestly, if it were just me, I, I would just. Even though I have Brian Robinson, if you have a pivot, just pivot and see what happens this week. Um, kind of try to take the next two, two or three weeks to kind of see heading into the playoffs how they're using him because these next three to four weeks, this next year, three to four weeks is going to be a huge statement on what, how they're probably going to end the season using their running backs at least. So, um, yeah. so I get it going to get into my set of the week. And mine, oh, we just went with running backs all over. Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, for everyone. but yeah, my set of the week is Mr. Daryl Henderson. Not that a lot of people needed me to say this, but the truth is, if you think it can get worse, it can get worse. So do not start Daryl Henderson. I, I don't know what else to say. He's RB 43 and half point. He's playing Tampa Bay, who's number six against running back. He got four carries last week, man. I, what, what do you do, bro? I mean, he he just – he doesn't have a – he has a great schedule. If you if you can get through these next two weeks, not saying he'll be good, but the schedule is great. But he's playing Tampa Bay, man. Tampa Bay does not play against those running backs. I, yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, Cooper Cup might just have to feed – I mean, Matthew Stafford might just have to feed Cooper Cup all day. Or number six against running back. The last four weeks, his carries has been 7, 0, 12, and 4. I say you do what, what Tilly said the other day and just go get that dude, Curran Williams, put him on your IR and wait until he is back. 
Yes, that's probably your best bet. I just don't. This is a terrible matchup for Henderson. Like, what do you do with him rest of the season? Like, do you just cut him at this point, or is he? Yeah, I mean, last last episode he was he was a, a droppable candidate. So I mean, you literally he's sitting on your bench, and you wait until another. I might go pick up Deion Jack Deion Jackson over him, honestly. Jackson Nothing. probably one of the most values as a handcuff right now, based off what we've seen. Uh. In his short appearance as a starter, I'm yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just I feel like you trying to find something with more upside. He's not going to give you a twenty point game ever. I don't think this entire season. He's not going to give you. I don't think he can give you fifteen points. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think you can. And the thing is, he's a starter, so it's it's just a bad situation. Honestly, I would try to move on. So, yeah, there's not really much you can do about this. I'm just, <laughs> we're going to get into our prices right or prices wrong questions of the week, guys. You know, you can go ahead. Yeah, if you want to start with Troy. Yeah, so mine is – I find this – all right, mine is Marcus Mariota will throw more than 150 passing yards. And I feel like this is what sets the tone for the entire offense. This will determine whether you can play Kyle, Kyle Pitts, whether you can play Drake London, well, you can play uh, Marcus Mariota. Do you think he'll pass for more than 150 passing yards? I know that sounds like a, a low number. But he's but done he, it. He's only done it four out of eight games. So I'm about to say his – Incredibly, if you look at it that way. Since um, week four, 139, 147, 129, 124, and then he throws for 253 this past week out of nowhere. So what game are we getting from Mariota today? I mean, this week. I will say at least if the Chargers – the problem is with the Chargers, they have no Keenan Allen and no Mike Williams. It sounds like a lot of three and outs. I'm going to assume their offense won't be as explosive. not saying it can't be put up as many points because Justin Herbert, I think, is that good. He can figure it out. But I just don't think they're going to be able to put up consistently the the amount of points, the opportunities they get and all of that. But, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at it and Chargers are not great or bad. I mean, they're number 15 against – Quarterbacks, so they're about middle of the pack. Nothing crazy. Like, I don't understand. Like, last week he had 28 attempts. That was the most attempts he's had since week one. Like, I, I don't know what they expect when I'm watching the Falcons game. Is he going to run it 10 times and pass it 12? Or is it gonna he's going to pass it 25 and then run it 10? I'm not sure. But I, I would prefer, at this point, if you're rostering Mariota, because he is QB8, so I know somebody's rostering him and somebody's going to start him. I don't know. I'll say, I'll say price is right. For me, the price the price is right. I think he should definitely get 150, especially playing against the Chargers. I don't think he's really going to have a choice in terms of if he wants to get 150. If the Chargers do what they're supposed to do. But at this point, I keep saying this, and the Falcons are still in a lot of games, almost every game they're in. Dude, they won. They beat Carolina this past week. Like, they were in games. Even after Carolina's basically hailed Mary with 10 seconds left. Somehow still came back to win. I believe it's going to be a tough game for them, regardless. They're four and four. I didn't know the Falcons were four and four right now. And I believe they lead the division, or the Panthers lead the division. One of those, like it's yeah. We we need to stop hating on them because they're nice. I, I they're not nice, man. They just keep winning. They just figure it out. Yeah, we keep hating on their coach though. But it's like, what 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 can we say? They're better than the Steelers right now. Well, that is true. But honestly, yeah. That say a lot, no offense. But, yeah, so, man, I agree the price is right for me. I'm going to get into Tilly's. He says, Antonio Gibson will finish higher than Brian Robinson. Is the price right or wrong? 
price is right. I agree. The price is right. Um, I'll get into my little spiel first. The price is right. If you just looked at it last week, he clearly was out snapped by a little bit. He clearly got out carried. He got out touched. That was the first time since Robinson has been back. I'm like, okay, like that's the first time I thought Gibson looked like that guy I saw like a year and a half ago. Yeah, he looked better than he did last year, I thought. All of last year to me in that yeah, one game. He looked so bad like, last year. So I'm like, what do you do with because I feel like it's just a headache if you have either of them. Um, let me pull Gibson's numbers. Cause I honestly don't I don't follow Gibson that much, but let me I mean Brian Robinson has played the last four weeks. You Gibson is RB sixteen right now. Last two games he put a fifteen and seventeen points. Is this the start or something for Antonio Gibson? Is it the end of the beginning of Brian Robinson? Like I I don't know. I think it may I think they're figuring that out, but I, I don't know. They also did I mean 15, 17 points last two weeks. This is also the first two weeks with Taylor Heineke as well. I'm not saying that has any type of I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Um, Maybe they run the offense differently with Heineke. It's a good way to look at it because at the end of the day, when you look at it. Ron Rivera already said he views him as like D'Angelo William Johnson Stewart, like a basically a thunder and lightning in a sense, and it's, you know, in the yeah. bottom. So it's like, should this really be surprising to anybody? I no. guess it should be. It's like an Aaron Jones and Dylan type of thing, too. And Ron Rivera said this in the preseason, so it wasn't like that was already made clear. So I wouldn't look too much into it, but I agree. Like I said, price is right. Antonio Gibson should finish higher this week, so we'll see how that goes. And my price is right or wrong question of the week. Will Tyler Boyd finish as a top 15 wide receiver this week? Hmm. Let me see what they're playing. It's a great matchup. I'll let you look for yourself. I was a little bit underwhelmed by their game against Cleveland. He did score, but I don't know. I was expecting a lot more than that. Well, they're playing Carolina, who's ranked 22nd against receiver. Yeah. It's the same team that let Mariota throw for 250 on them. I, I, I'm going to say price is right. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. He's going to score again, and hopefully he'll get more targets than he got the week before. Hopefully, the, hopefully the Bengals figure things out. That's one thing I will say. They got crushed by the Browns. I'm not saying the Browns aren't a, aren't a slouch by any means, but like. You get 32 to 6 on anybody. Like, come on, man. Nah, yeah, I was watching the game. I was, I was disgusted. Boys seemed like one of the few bright spots they had in general. For me, like I said, the price is right. I, I think it's fringe. He's probably going to – if he doesn't finish, he's going to finish somewhere around 17 to 21. But I believe he will finish top 15. The matchup is good. Yeah, what you say is all I need to know. The fact that Mar- Mariota is probably the least passive quarterback in the league, other than Justin Fields, is putting up 250 yards on them. I am confident. P.J. Walker, who's looked good, honestly. I'm not P.J. Walker, sorry. Thinking of the opposite opposition. Joe Burrow, who's looked pretty good. Should do more than enough against the Bengals. I mean, Panthers. Christ, I cannot get my words together. But, yeah, um, we're going to get into our lock bets of the week. Tilly's lock bet of the week. Yep, we can go ahead and start off with Tills. He has Minnesota at three and a half this week. And we try to get this right. Are you playing Arizona? No, that was last week. That was my lock bet. And they're playing Commanders. Commanders. I love it. Like yeah. you know, I've never I've never met a six and one team at this point who who continues against these small spreads. And I know a lot of their games have been like by one touchdown wins or stuff like I think I heard a stat something like that. But it doesn't matter, man. Six and one is six and one. 
they should. No offense to the Commanders, they clearly are just not great. They're all right. They're not ready for that. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, the Commanders are at home. I always say that's a tougher task to win on the road. And, and the Heineke Magic. No, man, just don't start with that. No, Heineke's all right at best, and I actually like Heineke, but he's all right at best. But if you look at it, man, I mean, they're six and one. Most of the the money the money right now is 50-50 on Vegas on who's gonna win. Now the money line, if you do take that instead of taking you know Tilly's option three and a half, Minnesota is favored by the public on eighty percent of the money line right now, eighty to twenty, and that's negative one seventy five. Hmm. I mean, they put up more points, they allow less points, they put up more yards, they give up less yards, or they give up more yards. But other than that, they win in almost every category as a team. I love the pick here. If it somehow gets to three, I would smash it at three. If you can wait, if it somehow plays around and gets there. So you go with yours, me. Yeah. Hopefully I get mine right this time. I had a bad week last week. I took the yeah. took the Bengals. But um Raiders minus one and a half versus the Jaguars. And I'm scared because the Raiders can't win. Neither can the Jags. And you're gonna make them your lock? <sighs> I guess. I like, but it's like, who do I renege to, man? I don't like the options this week. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Come on, man. Waiters. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. I just had Josh Jacobs as my start of the week. Hopefully, they can just control the game. Mate. Just make this man Trevor Lawrence throw a few picks, man. You know he gets trigger happy in the goal line. Come on. Minus one and a half, man. Basically the money line, bro. Smack it. Smack it. I can't smack it. No. Like, bro, it's it's, it's just (laughs) – I don't know what – I don't want to bet on either team. And now they're playing each other. I really don't know who's going to win or who I would even give the edge to at all. It's ugly. No. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but – if I had to pick a side, I think I would pick the Jags right now. I guess it's just because they're at home, I would give them a little bit of a lean. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that. Travis Etienne can run all over them, man. Yeah, it is. That could look stupid. Yeah. Well. So it's like you know, we'll just see what happens from there on out in that bit. But you know what? My lot better than we. Dolphins negative five against. The I Bears. saw that. I was when you Locked said the word renege. I was looking at that Dolphins game like, come on, bro. I was about to say, man, that's the one. And maybe I'm wrong, man, but the Dolphins are five and three. Bears three and five. Feels like Bears just traded away their whole defense. Like, there's no way they're going to be the same defense without the base, the leading tacker in the whole NFL. And that's a huge loss for them. They <clears throat> Miami just beat a Detroit team at Detroit. Everybody knows Detroit at home has been a lot different than they've been away. And yeah, they just been better. I, I just simply don't see how Chicago sticks around. Maybe because they're at home and it's you know at this point it's November, so it's cold, and the you know Dolphins are not. It's not really their forte to play in the coldness. But man, Tua's looking good. Man, Tua's actually looked good all year. Every year he's actually been on every game he's been on the field. He's only had one or two bad games to be honest. But yeah, that's my lock of the week. I like Tua. I like Tyreek Hill, and that's yeah. not a little hard joke. They were asking on NFL. Uh, I forgot what show it was. And I think it might have been Get Up. And somebody said, well, Tyreek Hill be the first one to get 2,000 yards. So I'm like, huh? And I go look at his yards. Wait, is he really on that type of pace? He's at 961 right now through eight weeks. Are you serious? Yes, at the eight weeks. So 961 divided by eight. You times that by 17. We have 2,042. 
And he was <sighs> receptions on top of that as well. Will Tyreek Hill hit 2K yards? What, what, what rank is he? What, you talking about like in, like in fantasy? Uh, but if you lead the league in yards and receptions, I'm assuming you're pretty high. That's what Number I'm saying. Two. How I've been sleeping on him? Number two. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so really, he's on pace for like a Cooper Cup season, like we saw last year. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. It might not be the touchdowns, but if he scores a couple in one game, you might you might get there. You never know. We might have back to back triple crown winners. I'm assuming Diggs is still number one, right? Um, like did Miami have a buy? I think, yeah, they already had their buy. He's still mm-hmm. number two. Yeah, Diggs is still number one. That just shows how good Diggs has been, too, man. Shout out to both of them. Keep going, brothers. Yeah. You got anything for we had out, bro? Nah. Yeah, I think that's it. The dealers suck. But yeah. other than that. Tank. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Wait, wait. Um, I do got one thing. One thing. Oh, God. He was my backup star of the week. Joshua Palmer. I'm on the train early. I'm going to start it up. I'm cranking it. Let's crank the engine. I, I look, he wanted to make him my start of the week because the matchup's great. He has all the opportunity. But yeah. Let's I'll start look, it, bro. I endorse the Josh Palmer train, man, if you can get him. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, bold up, man, or whatever the charge of the week saying is. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, man. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we know it's just us two today. So, you know, next week, start next week again. You know, Tilly will be back. You know, you have the whole game back together. But if you guys want to show us some support in any way or form, man, you can follow us on social media at Podcast EGS. And we're on Twitter and Instagram. And the link in our bio, you can find our episodes, most previous, recent, whatever you want to mess around with. Um, And the big thing, we really would appreciate, you know, all, like, rates, reviews, you know, comments that you leave under our podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. Um, And, yeah, thank you guys as always. And we'll see you guys next week. 